This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt presenting to you yet another episode of Radio Techers. And on this episode here, my good friend Mags and I discuss uh, Manchester United 0, Arsenal 1. First time Arsenal has won at Manchester United in quite some time. Uh, So congratulations to the men over at Arsenal and to all the Arsenal supporters out there. So good on you guys. Um, We also discuss a cracking game uh, between Southampton and Aston Villa. Uh, Liverpool's Nat Phillips uh, coming up big on his Premier League debut uh, with a lot of pressure on him. Uh, We cover all this and much, much more with all of the Premier League action from the weekend. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend about Radio Techers. That would be greatly appreciated. And make sure, if you're listening to this on audio, tune in to the YouTube version uh, on the uh, Shooting the Sports-ish YouTube channel where you can see Mags and I in the flesh. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Thank you again, and enjoy the show. to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me here, my friend and yours, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm just glad that Burnley are setting records with, uh, with how they're playing this season. Yay, <laughs> the worst start to a season in, in club history. One point out of six. Yeah, I'm, I, I couldn't be proud of the boys. <laughs> I'm proud of them too, Mags. This is a this is a podcast of of two different experiences, really. Um, but uh, we'll have plenty to talk about, especially regarding Burnley, uh, as we get into proceedings here. Ooh, the joys. I know it's it it excites me every time. Um, but um, first off, before we get any further into the show, uh, you'll see we've got a new little subscribe button right over. 
right over that way. So make sure to, to go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts uh, or wherever you're watching this show, particularly on YouTube, I would assume. So make sure to subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish, hit the bell for notifications, hit the thumbs up, and uh, yeah, just leave us a comment below with what you think about the games from this weekend. We want to hear from you. Um, we do. <laughs> like Mags always likes to say, this show is, is it's not about us. It's, it's really about you, the fans, the <laughs> listeners. We want to know what you think as well. Um, so with that being said, Mags, let's talk about the big game from this weekend. Uh, you probably don't know what game we're talking about because the scoreline is very deceiving. Manchester United versus Arsenal. Arsenal finally get a win at Manchester United for the first time in what seems like... Um, centuries yep uh is it 14 years i think centuries would maybe uh uh maybe a little bit <laughs> a of an bit exaggeration of but but 40 years is certainly a, a long time and uh just for context uh watchers and listeners uh tanner uh picks the uh the the main uh, match for <laughs> for, uh, for the discussion and and he's on a, a really good run of I, I really four and four of awful boring games. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> so yeah, if uh, if you tune out, blame Tanner because of his his terrible terrible choice. Look, um, man, it would <laughs> any other year it would have been the, a firecracker of a game, and we got this yeah. this no, no, one yeah. nil. You know, <laughs> I don't know what this is. It, it was just, it was boring. It was a boring, boring game. Yeah. 15, 15 shots between the two, four on target, two apiece. Uh, yeah, um, there was just nothing stand out about it. Nobody really kind of stood up and and had an amazing game. I mean, Arsenal were solid. I'll, I'll give them that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it was another game that was... a kind of a slog to watch. Um, we had great uh, great chance for William, uh, who clipped the, the top of the bar. But uh, outside that, it was it, the, the shots were, were very few and far between. Uh, and, and what separated the, the teams was, was the, the, the foul by uh, Pogba on Bellerin, uh, or Bamiang scoring, and, and that was it. United had a, a little bit of a run in the last 10, 15 minutes where they tried desperately to, to get the equaliser, but it just wouldn't uh, wouldn't drop their way and, and Arsenal uh, pick up a, a, a very famous victory. It, yes, very famous victory. Uh, I think that uh, obviously the, the quality of Obama Yang um, separated the two sides here today. Mm -hmm. um, though, like... How how much talent can be given for a penalty take? I mean, I, I I I mean, I'm not saying I could go out there and take a penalty against David De Gea. Maybe I could. Maybe I couldn't. I don't know. But you would have imagined that maybe there would be a little bit more that went into this game here. Um, an interesting tactical change here uh, from uh, Ole Gunnar uh, Solskjaer. Can I say that right? Yes, I think I said that right. You you pronounce it, Mags. <laughs> I was so Solshire. Thank you. I was so close. Um, too many too many uh, syllables. Not enough uh, not enough vowels. Um, anyway, so Manchester United is is making this change here. Ole is making this change from what was seemingly a very successful 
4-2-3-1 formation that was very attacking base. It fit Fred well. It fit McTominay well. It fit Bruno Fernandez well. Everybody seemed to be having a good time and enjoying it. Um, and today he, he does this th- something a little bit different, and he, he tries to replicate the same kind of uh, false nine formation that Liverpool's been running the last few years with Bruno Fernandez playing the role of Roberto Firmino. And and it, 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 it why I don't understand why he made this change, Mags. Yeah, and and it and it left Fred feeling anonymous in the game. Uh, yep. I felt uh, he he got uh, subbed off early into the into the second half, and it was you could absolutely see why because he just he played z- zero. Uh, effort in the game, and it was all because of the the change in formation. I mean, this is a Fred uh, and, uh, and and Matic and and McTominay who've, who've run rings around teams recently. They've uh, really been on form, and Fred's been kind of one of the catalysts for that. Uh, but he's he's not a flexible player. He's not someone who can play in a multitude of positions. Uh, and when when he's not in a position that he's comfortable with. He is is a shadow of him of his uh, of his former self, and yeah, he absolutely showed her. I don't understand why United kind of went with this change as well because they they're absolutely demolishing teams left, right, and centre, and they had no reason to switch it about. Um, right, and it, it clearly just didn't work in in the way that that uh, Solskjaer wanted it to. Yeah, and 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 I just don't. I just don't understand what brought on the sudden idea of, of changing the formation. Is it like I, I feel like he wanted to like 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 uh, Solskjaer wanted to accommodate perhaps Pogba, uh, maybe mm-hmm. put Pogba in the lineup. Uh, but Pogba was ultimately the reason for the penalty today, and it, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like, it, like an idea that paid off. Uh, they we even got to see an interview with Harry Maguire after the the match today. And he was just he. You could tell he was just disappointed. He he wasn't even like he wasn't even present in the interview. He was just like his. Not that his head was gone. Not that he was angry, but he was just. I feel like he was mentally and emotionally exhausted by the way that they played and by the the constant ups and downs that Manchester United have been on. Yeah, and and if anybody played worse than than Fred, it was probably Pogba. Uh, and it, it's it's probably more um, more great in that Pogba played worse because he's he's the star man. He's the 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 hundred million pound player. And again, he he just was anonymous, and he was at fault for the goal. I mean, how frustrated must you be if you're uh, Donny Van der Beek when you're getting fifteen minutes on the pitch and you are putting in a hundred percent more effort than Pogba? Uh, having way more chances than Pogba, being more uh, attacking and more dynamic than Pogba, but yet Pogba starts. It just he he must be pulling his hair out uh, and and ruining signing for Man United. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about a guy who actually would have been actually really really useful at Arsenal, Donny Van de Beek. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. He- he 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 witnessed uh, again a, a late calling on and and he looked great he looked great yeah. when he was on the field but I mean 
it, it seems like a collapse from the top as far as Manchester United. And I hate to have to keep going on week in, week out about how Manchester United's not good enough anymore and how they're no longer uh, a big club or they, and they no longer have that big club mentality. But what else are we supposed to do with these kind of performances, Mags? It's, it's mm-hmm. so sad. I mean, even the, the midweek European game, uh, before uh, Rashford... Uh, had his, his 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 amazing spell. They they weren't the team that were absolutely dominating. Uh, that scoreline very much flattered them afterwards. Yeah, and it's 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 jarring to see teams like Man United and recently City struggling to to keep pace with uh, with the rest of the, the the Premier League, especially knowing how much talent. I mean, they've got a player in every position that would walk into any other side, but they just do not work as a, as a team. And it's, it's, it must be frustrating for many United fans. Yep. Yep. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, this game leaves Manchester United in 15th place. Uh, Arsenal uh, are uh, pretty solid and uh, secure in 8th place as of right now. Uh, so a really kind of a tale of two teams here. Um so we'll we'll wait and see what happens as the season rolls on. Uh, we've got some some uh, other news here involving other games in the Premier League. Uh, Mags, last episode you were very very confident uh, in regards to Burnley versus Chelsea, um, and uh, t- tell me how that happened. Tell me tell me what, tell me what the end result was there. That confidence may have been misplaced. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it, I, this was the result I fully expected. Uh, Chelsea, uh, we've we've given this Chelsea team a, a a lot of stick for the amount of money that they spent and how they haven't started gelling. I feel over the last two or three games that that's coming coming to now. Uh, Havertz is playing a lot better. Ziyech has made two debuts, scored two goals. Um, yeah, they they're just an absolute attacking force. Uh, early early in the game, uh, I thought Burnley started quite brightly. We had a uh, a fairly decent chance with uh, with Ashley Barnes um, almost uh, lobbing um, uh, Eduardo Mendy. And it, it, that could have potentially been a penalty. Uh, back at the other end, it could have also been a penalty when uh, when um, Mason Mount was basically shoved into the goal. Uh, <laughs> but once. Uh, once uh, ZX scored the the goal from the the Tammy Abraham layoff, it, it was all over. The header from Zuma, wow! That is, if you want to see lessons on how to score a header from a, a corner, that was it was perfect. It was well placed. It was so powerful. And then uh, obviously the the flat track bully had to get his name on the score sheet uh, with a, a great slide ball uh, by. Um, Ziek, he had an outstanding game. Uh, Werner mm-hmm. putting the ball in the net, and yeah, it was uh, a comfortable, easy victory for for Chelsea at the end of the game. They uh, mm-hmm. they well deserved the win. Um, yeah, and Burnley's struggling on. Uh, hopefully, this uh, this um, a takeover can come quite quickly, and we can we can make some moves in January because we desperately need it. Uh, our squad is so threadbare. If we, if we had the injuries that Liverpool are having, we would be absolutely at panic stations down. But yeah, Burnley rock bottom, one point in six, kicking our ass. Uh, then we, we take it to the other side of the table. Liverpool struggling to, to beat teams in the top of the league. It's just disgusting. Disgusting. I hate this show. <laughs> Well, so um, in, in the middle of that 
long and winding <laughs> rant here. Um, you, you brought up a very poignant um, uh, topic piece, and and uh, I, I really do want to get your thoughts because some uh, some news came out earlier this week that appear to um, suggest that Burnley are about to spend like the Egyptians. Um, you know, uh, that was a weird Bengals reference. I'm sorry. Uh, is it the Bengals that brought that song? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything it anymore. Was. Okay, good. Um, Burnley possibly on the cusp of a financial takeover, uh, Mm -hmm. possibly a a purchase here. Um, As we are all well aware, Newcastle was also set to be on on the verge of a takeover earlier this year. That did not happen. The other uh, Premier League clubs blocked the sale of Newcastle uh, to the 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 horror of Newcastle fans everywhere. Uh, Burnley this time are about to be uh, possibly purchased. Mags, what details do you have about this uh, situation? Okay, I, I I don't really like to compare it to the 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 Newcastle takeover because Newcastle mm. was was essentially being taken over by the Saudi government, which. Uh, which don't have the best track history in in terms of human rights. So I think it Absolutely. was it was quite um, a, a, it was a good decision that uh, the 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 Premier League blocked that takeover. Uh, whereas this one, I don't know enough information about uh, the the Egyptian uh, El Kashash uh, to 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 really make a judgment of him. I mean, I've done quite a bit of searching for him and there's not a lot of information uh, out there about him. Now, he's uh, his middleman and someone who we we as Burnley fans hope isn't deeply involved uh, is a, a local lawyer called uh, Chris Farnell. Now, mm. uh, he's based in Cheshire and he, uh, for, for many football fans, may know him from... Uh, the, the the takeover that he attempted at Bury, uh, which uh, which saw Bury falling out of the league and and basically going into administration and, and that club uh, with a uh, uh, over a hundred year uh, history in football is is now no more. He was also uh, involved in a potential takeover at Charlton, which uh, was blocked and he got he received a a ban from uh, from taking over a club. Uh, he claims it's to do with. Uh, Paperwork that he he failed to to complete correctly. He said he, there was a box that he didn't tick, which got the the takeover from Charlton uh, cancelled. But the fact that he got a ban, it, it, it says that there's more to that than than meets the eye. Um, yeah, he, he just seems to be very very snaky. I mean, in terms of a uh, in terms of sport, he's he's been involved with uh, Tyson Fury, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, David Silva. Uh, so he's, he's got pedigree in uh, in big sports. It's just when it comes to owning football clubs, he does have a tendency to to be involved at the death knell of a club. Uh, he was a, a director at Wigan uh, in 2013 when they went through a really poor um, uh, era of their of their uh, history and uh, where they were almost at the point that they were going to go uh, go bankrupt. Uh, he had a, a time with uh, Leeds when uh, this is before the the Bielsa era where Leeds have kind of uh, in a, a golden period of football. This he was involved when Leeds were were looking at getting relegated down to League One and and another team that was potentially going bankrupt. It, it's yeah, he doesn't have a good track history, um, and a lot of Burnley fans are not happy that he's involved. But my hope is that he's 
he's kind of like the English middleman for for the group that that's been set up uh, to to potentially take over Burnley. The fact is that the 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 takeover is worth two hundred million. We've been told that there's going to be significant investment in the club and the infrastructure. Uh, and to be fair, we need it. Uh, the the results are showing that we're uh, we're struggling to pick up points. I mean, one point in six games is it's it's scary. Um, I just hope he's not the front and center of the club. Oh, that re- I feel better after that rant now. Hey, well, good. I feel cleansed. I feel cleansed. You should. You should feel cleansed. That, that that was a good rant, Mags. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, let's see here. So um, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, I, I will pose this as a, just a fun little question here to you because I, I, I do like these little hypotheticals that we get to play sometimes here, Mags. Uh, let's say you were the Egyptian owner uh, or Egyptian potential owner about to, to, to buy Burnley Football Club. Um what are your first moves? What, what what would you do first when when, when stepping foot okay. into Burnley for on day one? Um, now I'm the kind of um, fan who I, I wouldn't want to be an owner that that kind of dictates what players come in. I don't believe mm. that that's the job of an owner. Uh, mm. We've seen that with Fulham and we've seen that with Tony Khan. How much backlash he got with that. What I would do is I would. Uh, I would back Sean Dykes to the hill. I would give him the funds that he needs. I mean, this is a guy who stuck with a club that gave him pennies to spend. He had to uh, use all his kind of a while and uh, his uh, his knowledge of uh, lower league football to, to bring in players. I would love to see how he deals with having a, a massive transfer war chest. So I would... Uh, I would be definitely looking to invest in players in January. Uh, not so much panic bar because I don't think that that works in the long term. But uh, players who are definitely um, d- will help the the club grow in the long term. Uh, I'd, I'd sign uh, Dax down to a, a long term deal. Uh, yeah, and just uh, hope that we can survive this season and then really push on next season to to get back into Europe because uh, we had a fun time whilst we were in Europe. I mean, we were never going to uh, last for for like the, the the longer rounds. But Burnley on tour in Europe is a uh, yeah, it's, it's a great time, um, and I'd like to get back to that. I, I think I think you will. I think you will with this investment coming through. I've got my fingers crossed here for you guys. Um, if it was me, I, I absolutely agree with you to to, to back the manager a hundred percent. You know, in in terms of uh, in terms of purchase power, um, I would certainly, if it was me, I, I would definitely drop a pretty penny on the scouting and analytics department. Uh, I, I would I would you know obviously give uh, uh, Big Sean as much information and firepower as possible. Um, you know, have people that will make recommendations to him. Ultimately, the you know uh, him signing off is 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 what would be required at the end of the day. But yeah, I would give them as much uh, firepower as I possibly could in those two departments, rather than mm-hmm. uh, the Manchester United route of uh, let's spend big for our marketing department. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
So, yeah, good stuff there. Um, other results elsewhere on Saturday. Uh, Wolves defeated Crystal Palace 2-0. Uh, that brings them into fourth place. That's pretty surprising. Uh, Wolves mm-hmm. seemed to uh, dominate that match pretty uh, pretty well, uh, scoring two goals in the first half um, You know, b- before uh, Crystal Palace uh, struck one back right before the end of the game. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, they they, didn't. That, was, that was a red card. They, My mistake. I'm who got sent the, off? Who got uh, sent off? Uh, <laughs> Mil- Milovojevic? Milovojevic? Hey. Those Eastern can, European can, names I'm pretty good at, Mads. <laughs> I can get those. I've got those. To be so fair, this no- was actually an entertaining game. Wolves absolutely <laughs> dominated uh, Palace. Uh, uh, Nori, who, who scored the, the opener, he's all, that was his debut as well, and I think he's only yeah. like 18 years old. Uh, scored, uh, oh no, sorry, he's 19. Uh, 20 minutes into his first his debut, and he's, he scored a goal, and it was a cracking goal, uh, really well taken. Uh, but mm. yeah, quality uh, uh, win for, for Wolves, especially after losing uh, Jota. It doesn't seem to have affected him too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's those Turkish and Scandinavian names, man. That's that's how you'll get me. <laughs> that's how you'll get me here with those. Um, let me see here. Uh, Manchester City defeated uh, Sheffield United. Kyle Walker scoring a goal in the 28th minute. Uh, typical bread and butter stuff here from Pep Guardiola. Um, rumors continue to circulate whether or not uh, he this will, this will be his last season at City or not. Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, an interesting tactical tweak here from uh, from Pep, though, uh, playing Ferran Torres um, uh, up top. Um, yeah. He looked really, actually, pretty impressive um, up, up there in the striker he, he, position. He, yep, he really impressed me. I thought he was uh, very... Um he was very active. Didn't quite get a goal. Uh, he he, uh, he was bested by Aaron Ramsdale on a couple of uh, couple of chances. But yeah, he was very exciting to watch. Uh, and it, it, a lot of teams are following like the Liverpool's way of play with uh, with like having a uh, three uh, forward forward uh, players and just allowing them to kind of like drift in with each other. Uh, but yeah, Torres is is definitely uh, a player for the future. He did he did really really well. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, speaking of Liverpool, Liverpool uh, defeated West Ham United uh, 2-1. A um, little bit of a nervy start there with uh, Pablo Fornals uh, scoring in the 10th minute, uh, but Liverpool obviously roared back, uh, scoring in the 42nd minute with a penalty from Mo Salah and Diogo Jota. Once again, Diogo Jota coming in to save the day for Liverpool in the 85th minute. Um, brilliant stuff from him. He's really been on a roll. Um, another big story here is uh, Nate Phillips uh, making his Liverpool and Premier League debut age 23 uh, to fill in that spot there uh, right alongside Joe Gomez. Uh, Joe Gomez uh, did force the error that caused West Ham United to score, uh, but Phillips actually put in... One of the more uh, like professional and and impressive uh, Liverpool defensive performances of the season so far. Yeah, I think he was up there with uh, Shakiri and, and Jota as, as the the best players on the pitch. Mm. Uh, I read some uh, uh, some media blurbs from from uh, Phillips, and he was saying that uh, he was potentially looking at leaving the club. Uh, 
this summer, like permanently. I uh, didn't think he was going to get his chance at, at Liverpool, and now he's, he's uh, with with injuries, is 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 got into the team and. It was a star-making performance. It was it was huge. Um, he he just gave no no chance for 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 West Ham. He was just so solid. A great great player. Um, Twenty-three years old, and he's the future of of of, of that uh, central defence. Now you compare him to Joe Gomez, who uh, who's header, uh, well attempted header why he was bending down so low for that header to to pass the ball to to four nails for the goal we we praise him for having such a good game and then he does something ridiculous like this and <laughs> and basically puts uh puts liverpool on the back foot um but yeah it was it was it was, it was another uh, another kind of example of a team winning a game that that perhaps they didn't play that well in. Uh, and that's how you win leagues. And Liverpool have proved that going to the top of the league with this three points clear. Um, and, yeah, it's a great victory. There is now, though, the question of uh, what do you do with Jota? Does he, he who he has to start? Surely, I mean, mm-hmm. we have been uh, I've been giving you grief over Bobby Firmino, and you've been uh, running the excuses left, right, and centre with him. But this was actually the I think it was the first game that he didn't have a shot at all. Um, um, so what do you do? Yeah, do you um... drop do you drop Firmino and put Jota in that place? Because uh, he seems to to thrive. He really does seem to thrive in in that in that spot. Well, I, I gave you... that eye roll, you sassy, <laughs> you sassy little so and so. Go on, say say what's on your mind, Megs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so first off, I've I've not been making excuses. I've been telling you exactly what Bobby Firmino's been doing, and that's that he he's the facilitator in the build up play uh, oh. for for Salah and Mane. Uh, secondly. Um, uh, Klopp did exactly what I um, what 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 I recommended he did um, back a few weeks ago when we had Mags on, uh, waiting, Matt on the show. He was waiting on tenderhooks for your input. <laughs> he, he was because you know I, I'm I'm the most tactically astute Liverpool uh, you know uh, supporter that's out there on the internet. <laughs> um, no. Um, I, I think it was it was a no-brainer for Klopp to really go into this four-two-three-one uh, formation and to change things up because that's how you get Diogo Jota into the team, and you can have this roving attack with him, uh, uh, Salah, Mane, uh, and then of course um, if you were to have Firmino play in the in the ten slot right behind all of the uh, attackers, uh, I mean that's what he does anyway right now. You know, you're just looking at having, you know, Tiago or Henderson or, you know, uh, Fabinho, fingers crossed that he, he's back healthy in time. You know, you have the, the two pivots players just shielding the defense with Firmino gathering the ball and spraying it across the field to one of the three runners. Um, I mean, that, that's that's what I've been arguing for this whole time. And he did it for a few weeks and then he changed it and brought on Jota as a super sub. I don't have any complaints about it. Liverpool one two one. They, they absolutely <laughs> didn't. Um, you, they only had one corner in the all of the game, which uh, that was shocking. But the percentage mm. was seventy three percent of the ball. This mm. is a, a Liverpool uh, team that absolutely loves possession, and it, yeah. and it absolutely shows. It's a uh, they 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 are really really fun to watch, um, but they need to stop going beyond. Uh, 
I think they've uh, they've now let the first goal in, in in three home matches in a row now, uh, which is a worry. I mean, if you if you didn't have strikers on on the form of of Salah. Uh, it will be a massive, massive concern. They really do need to show up that defence, and hopefully, uh, if uh, Nat Phillips uh, can can kind of like bed in, and you can get some of these injuries back a little bit uh, sooner than than hoped, that that problem should solve itself, and we should see the the kind of Liverpool that absolutely dominated last season. And 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 I don't disagree with you at all. I I don't disagree with you uh, in any way, shape, or form. I will like to point out though that a lot of last season's success was owed upon the fact that Liverpool were able to go into games and and win games that they rightfully had no <laughs> like that th- that they shouldn't have won right they they won games that that would have been had it been any other day would have been put beyond doubt by the other team but Liverpool found a way to win uh Liverpool continue to do that to this day uh even despite the uh the massive amount of injuries that they've gone through um but nonetheless here we are uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Mags, a question for you, and I did ask you previously, had had you been the Egyptian billionaire about to take over Burnley, what would you do? If you were Jurgen Klopp and you saw this performance from Mr. Phillips uh, at center-back position, a, a man-of-the-match winning performance yesterday, uh, would you still consider buying another center-back in, in, in wintertime? Oh... <sighs> I, th- I would I would give it a few more games before I would make a decision. Uh, because he's making his debut, he could have put in uh, an extraordinary amount of effort. Uh, and we we all know that you can sometimes be very very lucky. Um, I would give him a, lo- a lot of game time. I would give him a hell of a lot of game time just to 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 see how he he does kind of perform over a, a longer period. But if if this is this is what you're going to get out of him week in week out, I don't think you've got much worries. To be fair, um, and it would have been actually a waste to to go and buy someone else if this if this kid is on your books and he's not getting game time. How good must you, the rest of your defenders be? That, that <laughs> Nat Phillips is sat there thinking, I need to leave this club to to get game time, and then comes on and puts in a performance like this against uh, against a, a hard to beat West Ham. I mean, West Ham have been have been flying. Mikel Antonio has been absolutely dominant over the last few weeks, and and Nat Phillips had him in his pocket. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's an impressive uh, performance, an impressive debut, but. I would like to to see how he copes over the next five or six games before I'd say whether he will be the guy to to partner Van Dijk when he comes back. I don't think that he would ever be the guy to partner Van Dijk. I think that obviously the take over Van Dijk. (laughs) No, Um, if uh, I I do think that you you would either have Gomez or 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 uh, Mati. Uh, partnering with Van Dyke on a regular basis, uh, but I do think that Phillips and Phillips and Gomez could make an interesting, you know, partnership. Uh, that, that if if given enough time and enough years to develop and grow, they could really be stalwarts for 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 Liverpool's defense. Um, I know this is still very early days for Mister Phillips and his uh, Liverpool. Um, future and his uh, possibly career, um, but uh, you know that that's. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him stay. I mean, I, I mean, I'd like if you're judging off this one performance on its own, he instantly goes above Gomez for me. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting stuff there, Mags. Uh, that was Bur- a Bur- Burnley in Bur- Burnley in for Nathaniel Phillips this winter. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about some news from today. Um, Aston Villa three, Southampton four in a barn burner of a game. Uh, this one really, this what one really a should be fucking game. This was. What a game this was. <laughs> this this really should be the game that the thumbnail is made for, uh, really yeah. and truthfully. Um, <laughs> Mags, um, two great goals from James Ward-Prowse. Um, I loved the, the the free kicks that he took. Both were uh, of similar distance, but very, very different. Uh, the second one having a lot more flair into it, hitting the side mm-hmm. uh, net um, on its way to goal beautifully taken both uh both of those free kicks danny ings also with a, a long range screamer uh that he hit before going off injured and astonville even with a little bit of a late comeback uh scoring two goals in extra time um this this game had pretty much everything that you would want yeah, and potentially there should have been even more goals in it because uh, Vestergaard had earlier had a goal uh, disallowed for Southampton because of a ridiculous VAR. I mean, VAR rearing its ugly head every single week. Uh, che, uh, che Adams was a judge to be offside because his, his elbow or his shoulder or whatever part of his arm was, was, was over the line. When his feet and his head, the parts that you score goals with, were clearly onside. But because his arm was offside, it, the goal was was discounted. Ridiculous. But what a performance by Southampton. What a comeback by Villa. I've got to give them all the props. They were dead and buried at 4-0. Uh, this game was over. Uh, but what a, what a great comeback. And yeah, Jack Grealish really did well in that last, uh, uh, well, in that extra time with the with earning the penalty and, and his uh, thumper of a, of, of a third goal. But yeah, yeah, it was just Southampton just did really well. I mean, there were, must have been a lot of squeaky bums right at the death there, but uh, three points for Southampton, and, and that can only help you with uh, with Villa dropping back down the table now. I, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, no, that that Grealish goal, I, I I mean, there were some magnificent goals taken in this game. Magnificent, just beautiful goals. Like if you're a fan of just beautiful, per, like really pretty looking goals, this game's really for you. Um, yeah. it, well, uh, the, four of the four of these goals in, on this game alone could could be uh, uh, top bins for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, abs- I I I agree one hundred percent. You know, and then, yeah, I I I think the heartbreak here for Southampton fans is, of course, with Danny Ings going off injured. Um, th- this victory does, uh, as of right now for the standings, this does put Southampton in third place uh, mm-hmm. above Villa. Um, this top four is just insane right now, um, but. Um, this- yeah, this whole season, like the, the top four changes every single week, like literally every single week. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're an Aston Villa fan, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess you, you, you've been flying high since the start of the season. This, this one has to hurt a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially considering that the, the, they were absolutely demolishing teams and Jack Grealish was running games uh, and it, it, it all collapsed in a, a 25 minute period uh, where they were quickly 3-0 down 
then once in scored that uh, uh in scored that that 30 yard worldie uh yeah Aston Villa's heads could have easily dropped but um they they fought back and they they did really well but they just they just left it way too late uh, and they give Southampton way too much of a, of a head start uh but they were still definitely positives for for Aston Villa uh the fact that they they were still able to get three goals was is something to 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 at least be um, to look on the positive side, but defensively they were they were pretty terrible. Mm, mm. Um, well, let's talk about an- another team that was uh, that has been threatening the top four <laughs> dominance. Um, uh, Everton uh, they 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 fell just at the death of things here uh, to a Newcastle United team that. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. They looked defensively very, very sharp. Uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 they seemingly uh, absorbed the possession well and took their chances when they had them. Um, but uh, again, as with the you know the Villa fans, if you are an Everton fan, this one has to sting a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially when uh, your number one keeper, uh, England's number one uh, and uh, destroyer of ligaments. Uh, Jordan Pickford was uh, was dropped before the start of the game because uh, apparently he was being hounded um, by social media. Um, I, I assume for for the the Van Dyke uh, uh, assault. Uh, but Robin Olsen had a he had a, a great game in in the Everton goal. It's just he wasn't helped by his uh, his defence and by VAR who uh, who gave the the. The penalty for for Callum Wilson, who made an absolute meal of the foul. Um, yeah, I think he he kind of like may have conned a, uh, a penalty there. But uh, the the second goal, he had nothing that he could do about it. Poor defending by uh, Michael Keane uh, left his man. Um, uh, it was a, a, a well taken cross slash goal. Um, I, I think it was from Ryan Fraser. Uh, and uh, Wilson was just there to tap it in at the at the far post. But uh, Everton did kind of like prick their ears up at the end of the game. Calvert Lewin scoring his first ever goal this season with his feet uh, after scoring so so many headers. Uh, but yeah, it was it was too little, too late. And um, Liverpool fans will be uh, breathing a massive sigh of relief that that this kind of uh, amazing start to the season for for Everton is is coming unglued and they they. They're dropping down the table like a like a stone. Well, I mean, they're they, they only went to second, right? They only went to second. I mean, they're they're not they're not dead yet. Um, but um, I I I I I felt like, um, and, and I feel like this most weeks. Like, if there's a team that I'm like that I would watch and root for as a neutral supporter, like like just purely just for like, hey, I'm gonna watch something. If if it's Newcastle, I tend to root for Newcastle just a little bit. Um, they, they always seem to be like a, a nice, hearty team for me. But um, yeah, I, I just I just don't know. Like I'm not saying that Newcastle didn't deserve to win this game um, because they absolutely did. But I mean, if if you're Everton, you just gotta wonder like wh- wh- what went wrong. Like, 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 what, what was it that prevented us from from making this game and 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 keeping pace with Liverpool? I I, I believe it's because the uh, Rodriguez didn't play. 
Uh, I think he, he's quite... It, this this result especially shows that they're so reliant on his uh, on his um, his flair and his aff- offensive uh, prowess. Vision, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think Alan also was, was kept pretty quiet as well. Uh, uh, maybe teams have kind of like, uh, clocked on to, to Alan's uh, very deep-lying uh, playmaking and, and they, 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 he seemed to be marked out of the game a lot in, in, this, uh, in this match. So perhaps uh, the, the, the kind of like dynamic player that Everton had at the beginning of the season is, is being quickly like picked up on by other teams and, and they're reacting to it. Um, We'll see when uh, Rodriguez is back. Is if that kind of like attacking uh, flair returns, but yeah, it's it's not uh, looking good. If you were thinking that Everton were were perhaps going to be our, our title contenders, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's it was also the interesting point that you made earlier about Pickford. Um, I I know that Tim Howard had made some comments on NBC Sports Network uh, earlier mm-hmm. here stateside about um, how during moments of his career when the the manager had dropped him, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't a question of, oh, we need you to take a break, you know, for your health or your mental well-being. It's because the manager didn't trust you to do the job, right? Yeah. Is this possibly, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of what's on Carlo Ancelotti's mind here is that he doesn't trust Jordan Pickford to get the job done right now? Perhaps. I mean, the... I, as soon as I heard the, the reasoning behind why uh, uh, Pickford was allegedly dropped, I, I felt that that was awfully convenient. Mm. Uh, Pickford has not been uh, playing the best. Uh, uh, Everton have, have been conceding a lot of goals, and obviously he's he's been very very um, widely criticised for how how he's how he's been playing. Um, Perhaps this was just a way to let him have a uh, some some time away out of the spotlight, uh, but not tell him that he's is a very awful player who, who injures people and should be very very ashamed of himself. <laughs> Maybe it's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, we still have other games that are going on right now, and and two other games that will be happening tomorrow, uh, which is which is good stuff. Uh, Tottenham are currently beating Brighton one nil in the twenty third minute. Uh, we also have Fulham versus West Brom tomorrow, um, as well as Leeds versus Leicester. Um, as of the standings right now, if Tottenham were to continue to uh, lead Brighton, you would have Liverpool in first place on 16 points, Tottenham in second place with 14, Everton and Southampton uh, tied with Wolves uh, for the uh, third, fourth, and fifth spot, also at 13 points, Chelsea in fifth, along with Villa, Leicester, Arsenal um, on 12 points. Uh, so... Um, that right there, uh, along with Manchester City in 10th uh, with 11 points tied with Newcastle United. That, that rounds out your top 10, top 11, whatever. Here's my phone. Look at that. Standings. Um, <laughs> uh, with that being said, Mags, more Champions League action coming up this weekend. Yes. Or weekend? This midweek. Week. Midweek. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see here. Some some real big highlights that we need to look at here. Real Madrid will be facing Inter Milan on Tuesday. Big game there uh, for both sides who really need a win here, I feel like. 
Yeah, uh, for me, especially Real Madrid uh, being rock bottom of the group, um, it it would be totally in the kind of vein of Radio Tech as if we focused on that game and then Shakhtar Donetsk versus Borussia Mönchengladbach is like the game six, to watch. Because, yeah, because <laughs> they've, they've had some real, really good performances, to be fair, of uh, Shakhtar and uh, Borussia. But yeah, that's that. Uh, that and Atalanta and Liverpool are, are the two uh, kind of standout games for me. Um, I want to see how Liverpool caught with this Atalanta team uh, who, who can be a big, big threat. But Liverpool yeah. have done so well in the in the first two matches in, in, in Europe. So I'd like to see him uh, keep that going and, and just uh, take Atalanta to, to task. And then in the reverse fixture the week after, do the exact same again. Uh, Liverpool are owed at this point, I think, a a massive uh victory in the Champions League. Uh, you know, so I I I would like to imagine that this happens. I'm not going to say for a fact that it happens because if I say it, then it's not going to happen. I don't know. Um, so yes, you do have uh, Liverpool versus Atalanta. That is going to be another marquee matchup. Uh, elsewhere, if you are more pre- uh, Premier League focused, Manchester City face Olympiacos. Always a tough game. Uh, the Greeks play a very, very tough game of football if you're a Premier League side. So that should be good stuff there. Um, let me see here. Manchester United will be facing Istanbul, and you also have Chelsea facing Ren. Um, elsewhere, you have RB Leipzig facing PSG in a matchup from uh, the Champions League uh, last season, Mags. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for maybe a little bit of Leipzig revenge here. Yeah, uh, and it will be the right time because uh, Paris have not looked good recently. Saying that, uh, Leipzig haven't exactly uh, set the world on fire, so it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting to see who kind of like, dominates in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd uh, I'm interested as well in uh, Barcelona versus uh, Dinamo Kiev, uh, uh, especially after Barcelona struggled this weekend. Uh, I think this uh, the Wednesday fixtures are, are, are the more interesting one for me. I mean, you've got Chelsea Rennes, uh, which is uh, Mendy going back home after after just about leaving the the club. Uh, you've got uh, Ferenc Varos who, were, who have, have started really well but uh, unable to kind of like uh, grind out the victories they need against Juventus with a return in uh, Ronaldo so yeah there's some uh, really interesting games and then obviously we've got um, Manchester United going to Turkey uh, not a good place for, for English clubs to go historically um, so yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes mm, Indeed uh, we've got some questions here for this episode, um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive down in here into the uh, the Twitter sphere. Uh, let me see here. Our our buddy Cam, uh, Cam from the Sports Market here on Shooting the Sports Ish. How's it going, Cam? Hope you're doing well. Uh, he is at CM says stuff. Uh, Cam asks, or rather says, in your own words, why is or our uh, Chelsea, the best football club, I imagine is the word that he was putting there, best football club that, that ever lives in the history of everything ever. Um, uh, of course, um, Matt, Matt Willis, who's joined us here on the show before, said they aren't historically, factually, or technically. Um, Matt is smart. Big lot, Matt. So to, to, to maybe to, to credit of both of them, uh, Chelsea were really not a historically significant team until about twenty years ago. 
roughly. I think it, yeah, it's, I would say that about the about perhaps the the mid nineties they really started kind of like coming up uh, in terms of um, Premier League. But yeah, it was. It, they definitely weren't a significant club until the uh, Abramovich era. Uh, I mean, going further back uh, into the times of like uh, uh, Dixie Dean, when they he had the the most goals that have been scored in a in a top flight division, they they were they were a decent team, but they never have been like the, the likes of a Arsenal or Liverpool or Man United, where they had eras of dominance. Uh, Chelsea have, have not; they've, they've more had seasons of dominance, or like one or two years where they've been uh, the biggest club. Not so much like the biggest club over a long, long period. But as of right now, there's a uh, they're definitely not the biggest club. Uh, yeah, I, I think Cam may like the wacky tobacco. Well, um, I'll, I'll say to Cam's credit that um, Chelsea have had those, yes, important, very important seasons. They actually have a lot of very important records. And since the Abramovich takeover, I would say that, yeah, they, they have to be considered one of the more significant Premier League clubs. You know, I mean, you, you can't win the Champions League and not be considered a significant club. Uh, it, you know, um uh, you know, unless you're Manchester United at this point, um, but uh, I mean, yeah, Chelsea is a. Uh, uh, I, I would say Chelsea has be- become certainly more important uh, than 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 uh, maybe at any other point in their history. Uh, now, that's that's very um, magnanimous of you. <laughs> I would, I would disagree. I think Chelsea, are, uh, the scum of the earth. No, they're not. They're not. Really. Uh, I, I instantly regretted saying that. <laughs> uh, I, the, the, the the only problem I have with Chelsea is they kind of almost ushered in the era of buying trophies. That was my. That's my issue with with Chelsea. Uh, yeah. As a neutral, as someone who's who's not uh, a a fan of their their club watching them play football sometimes is is glorious especially now the team that they've got now yeah. is outstanding to watch there have been eras where they uh have been very kind of park the bus and and very hard to watch but grinding out victories uh but yeah uh, they are uh, they're a huge club they actually they they really are one of the the biggest clubs in 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 England right now probably in Europe but they're not they're not the best club that that was ever made. That's clearly Burnley. Well, there you go, folks. I, Even I, though they did spank us three 0 that's 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 Max's answer. <laughs> Form is temporary, class is permanent. That's it's all permanent. I have to say. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, I hope that helps answer your question. Um, let me see here. Moving right along here, a good cop, bad cop wrestling uh, podcast at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. How's it going, gentlemen? Um, what we have here is a couple of Liverpool-based questions, and Mags, I hope you can help me out here. Uh, mm-hmm. Question one: Should Jota start over Bobby going forward? I think we kind well, of answered. We kind yes, of answered he that. Fucking should. Um, Mag says he should. I say they should both start together. I say that Tanner is wrong. 
Fair enough. Um, question two: With teams like West Ham essentially parking the bus, what does uh, does that necessitate playing uh, or, or more playing time for creative players like Shachiri? Um, yes, Jordan Shachiri, Shikari, however you want to pronounce it. I've heard I've heard Shikira. the pro- proper proper pronunciation is actually for the Swiss Shachiri. Prove me it's wrong, Shikira. Mags. Okay, John fine. Matson or uh, tells they call him Shakira. I'm calling him Shakira. Okay, so for the purposes of this, <laughs> because you're English, we'll call him Shakira. Call him Zerdan. <laughs> that is that. That's his first name. It's Zerdan. Zerdan. Yeah, yeah. We can Zerdan. agree on that. We can agree yeah. what his first name, uh, how yeah. it, how that's pronounced. Um, <laughs> and that's spelled way more weirdly. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of strange. Um, should should uh, Shakiri be playing more um, be against teams that that park the bus? Uh, yeah, I mean, he certainly was helpful in unlocking the defense ye- uh, yesterday against West Ham. Uh, I thought that they, they played really, really well when they reintroduced him. Um, I really don't understand a lot of the hate that Minamino gets nowadays, because um, in certain pockets of Liverpool fandom, as well as just w- random Twitter football fandom, there's this weird hate to, to Minamino, and I think that he's actually a really brilliant player. Um, so yeah, I think that... Um, uh, bringing on players like uh, Shakiri or Minamino uh, certainly is a necessity, and I would even say uh, bring on uh, Origi is, is 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 a necessity at times as well. You know, because he brings something different than any other the, uh, of the other players that go into the if Liverpool it, side. If it's necessary to bring on Big Divock, there's something badly, badly wrong with the game. <laughs> I I mean. You know, I I have a really bad joke I can make right now, but we're trying to get monetized here, Mags. So I'm not going to, to go there. Um, yeah, but uh, going back to Shakira. No, but have, so so big big Divock, He's the he's the guy that that killed off Everton. He killed off Barcelona. He even killed off Spurs in one of the Champions League. So I mean, what 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 do you want from him, Mags? Okay, start him every game then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will. I don't know. Drop, <laughs> if we... drop Bobby Firmino for Big D Buck. Okay. Okay. We'll see how that happens. <laughs> let's let, let's let's see what happens after that. I'm sure we'll go on like a, a huge winning streak and win by the most points ever imagined. Yeah. Uh, Fifty goals a season, D Buck Arena. <laughs> yeah, Big D Buck. Um, to answer your question, yes. Yes, yeah, yes um, is the answer. I mean, the thing with with uh, Shakiri for me is, on his day, he is unplayable. He's up there with some of the most creative uh, midfielders in the Premier League. But the, he has too many days where he's like Meza Ozil, where he's anonymous and where you don't see him. Um, and he also then adds a kind of a very, um, very aggressive. Uh, kind of play style where he, he often gets himself booked or sent off quite a lot. Um, if you could kind of like um, like get the best out of him more consistently, he'd be a, he'd be a starter every single week for me. Uh, but for, uh, as it is right now, he's he wouldn't because you you you'll get more consistent games out of the likes of uh Vinaldum, or you get more consistent games out of big Divock. <laughs> jesus christ uh but yeah I, I think if if he could be more consistent he would be one of the first names on the team sheet i think that he if he was injured less often he would be one of the first and names that on too but but a lot of his injuries are his own are his own doing because he's he plays such an aggressive game 
and because of those calves, those calves are huge. Like, yeah, the, the, and the, the knees are met out yeah, way too yeah, bit. Yeah, his, his the whole rest of his frame is kind of like this, <laughs> uh, and but his calves are staying solid. So it's it, it's strange. like a Christmas tree <laughs> being brought in the front door. <laughs> um, question three from Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestle, and then we'll head on out of here, Mags. Uh, more impressive in stepping up, Nathaniel Williams or Nathaniel Phillips or Reese Williams? Um, Ooh, I think both. I think it's, they both. It's hard to decide between the two because both are very impressive, but they're coming mm-hmm. on in very different scenarios. Phillips yeah. pretty much had to fight for his 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 selection um, uh, by by Klopp uh, for the Premier League game, whereas Williams had to be brought on as a substitute in the middle of a uh, of a game um, mm-hmm. in the Champions League. Um, so both have their difficulties, I would imagine, but. Um, Oh goodness, I I can't choose between the two. Honestly, they're both very impressive. They are both impressive. Uh, I think just mainly for for recency bias and for the fact that he he was thrown in clearly at the deep end from the beginning of the match. I would have to go for for Nat Phillips. I think the fact that he was so close to leaving the club uh, and not being given his opportunity to to take this uh, game by the scruff of the neck absolutely controlled Mikel Antonio who's been who's been so dangerous against other clubs uh, ripping him to pieces and 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 being able to to control a player of that caliber yeah i i think i would give it to Nat Phillips a uh, quick correction actually on that front um uh, Mikel Antonio did not play yesterday. I don't believe. I think it was uh, Haller, if, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, sorry, yeah, it was. It was. It which was is Haller. which is yeah. almost which is actually almost more impressive because no, Haller is so, taller, so more physical. I retract all that because Haller is not the player that Antonio is. So yeah, Nat Phillips had a shit game then. But look, he had an easy game. He Haller is much taller, much more physical, weighs more, and Phillips willingly threw himself and his whole entire body into that that man uh, to, to prevent a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, that's, the, that's the kind of center back I want in my starting lineup. Yeah, and the fact is he was making his debut. He was 23 years old, making his mm-hmm. first first uh, uh, start for Liverpool, and he, he outperformed pretty much everyone on the pitch. So you've you've still got to give it to him. And yeah, I, I would still say he had the, be- the better debut. Cool. All right. Well, I hope that answers y'all's questions. Uh, Mags, before we get on out of here, uh, player of the week and goal of the week. Um, mine actually come from the same game, and perhaps yours do too. I'm not quite Correct. sure. Mine are both from the same game. All right, then. <laughs> Would you like me to go first? I can go first if you want me to. Okay. I, I really don't mind. Um, go so, goal of the game, I, I'm actually going to give to... Uh, I, I I almost I almost gave it to Jack Grealish because I really liked how the ball dipped and then sprung into goal. I really enjoy that aspect of that goal. But I'm going to go with Danny Ings. Um, that that goal is just vicious. It's just absolutely yeah. vicious. That um, is a, that's a striker at the top of his game. 
just beautiful. Uh, the confidence, the the coming uh, in off the bike, it's a it's a world class goal in in every kind of conceivable uh, facet of the game. Um, I had a couple of options. Um, I thought that um, Kyle Walker's goal was uh, was really good. Uh, I love those low grass cutters, especially like the 25-30 yard ones. Uh, I thought James Rode Prowse's both his free kicks could have uh, could have made it. Uh, the second one, especially because it was a a little bit of a tighter angle and it, it, the the way he got so much whip on the ball to to hit the side netting was was brilliant. But yeah, I've got a I've got a side with you with uh, Danny Ings. Yeah, he's an absolute world beater. Indeed, indeed. Um, I will give you this though for 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 player of the show. Um, I, I am actually going to give that to James Ward Prowse because he took two excellent free kicks and knocked it out of the park on his birthday. On his birthday, I don't like this. I don't like this whatsoever. I, I agree with you again. James <laughs> Ward Prowse is my is my player of the show. Uh, is for exactly the same reasons for. Uh, the two amazing free kicks for the the way he kind of like controlled Villa in the first half, and the fact that he did all this on his birthday. Yeah, I've got to uh, got to give the props to James Ward Prowse. No, oh, this feels wrong. What's going on? Have we entered some sort of kind of like <laughs> parallel universe? Hey man, when I'm right, I'm right. What can you say? Um, <laughs> brilliant minds think alike, though, Mag. So you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's been a pleasure once again speaking with you, Mags. Um, what we ask at this time is that if you're listening to the show, if this is the first time you're listening, if this is the last time that you're listening, um, or uh, if this if this is your first time tuning into us on YouTube, how's it going? We're Radio Tackers. Um, we ask that you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening or viewing uh, this show, uh, be it on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Amazon, or anywhere else for that matter, really. Um, so hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, hit the bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up button, just as Mags and I like to show you. Hit that thumbs up. Uh, go ahead and do that. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about Radio Techers. Let us know who you thought was your player of, of the week. Let us know what your favorite goal was this week. Uh, we do have fun one here out from you. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Radio Techers. That's R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. You can see that as we have it here above. Uh, or you can follow Mags uh, at D-E-J Kirkby right there. Or, or, or there. Uh, <laughs> and then you can follow me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman right there, uh, underneath there, somewhere. <laughs> uh, I really should should work out exactly where I am on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. You're always in the same place. I, I I've got the same template. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I better I watched the video back and I still never clock on which which where to, to point. <laughs> um but yeah make make sure to follow us leave a leave a like uh or leave a leave a five star rating review wherever you listen to podcasts like share subscribe tell a friend about radio techers let them know that you really enjoy these two goofballs sitting here talking about football um so yes uh with that being said mags where can people find more of your content Okay, uh, I'm not going to be silly this week. You can follow me at DJ Kirby as uh, as listed below. Um, yep, I've got uh, plenty of content out there for you to to come and listen along. So yeah, uh, come and get involved again. Like Tanner said, this is your show more than it is ours. Uh, 
we want to hear your feedback, want to hear your questions, want to hear your thoughts. So, yeah, come and get involved. Indeed, Mags. Indeed. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, again, you can find me Even on Twitter at... I mean, those are your words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily work as hard as Max does. I do have a few of my own shows, though. Um, but but he Max really is... does. He really, really does. <laughs> um, Harder. M- maybe. Let, let's, let's, you know, but, uh, but Mags, you, you had an excellent show uh, that I need to, to catch up on uh, from last night, Five Rounds Podcast. So if you're a fan of UFC, MMA, Mags has got you covered on the low down there. Um, but yeah, um, I'm of course the Texas Gentleman Tanner Prote here and along with me, my good friend, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, Mags. Y'all take care, be safe out there, know that we love you, and have yourselves a great rest of the day. Don't bully Jordan Pickford. <laughs> Bye.